you can turn your bulletin over, if you will, and you see no notes. <laughs> if you're watching online, we welcome you today. Just really a unique special t- day today in the house of God. And we're calling this Legacy Forward. Everybody say Legacy Forward. Now, some of you are aware of what's going on. Some of you don't. Some are going to be shocked. Everybody say, we're going forward. All of us. And we are so ecstatic about what the Lord is doing. Uh, It's really a historic day. There's such an excitement and a movement in the life of the church, your church. Do you sense the momentum? Come on, let's give God praise for it. It's building in the spirit. It's so fresh. It's so directional. You can almost reach out and touch it. Thank you for being here. Encourage those that still maybe haven't joined back that are watching online that can be here. Encourage them to come and uh, be a part and keep reaching out to the lost. You know, when COVID hit two years ago this month, 2020, gosh, the Lord took me on a journey, folks. I don't know how to describe it, but just going to bed early early, getting up early, 3.30 every morning, and not so much seeking him, well, how do we do this, or how do we do live stream? Look, we started with an iPhone, if you remember. That's, that's how we started our live stream, but just to seek him for just that overwhelming knowing of him that he is good, and he's in the midst of all of our lives. I wasn't just seeking him for me. I was seeking him for all of us, just so that there's an assurance of who we are in Christ. Amen? And his presence just grew more, and I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just I knew he was up to something exciting, and it was we're going to require steps of faith in all of our lives. That's why this year it's forward in faith. Everybody say forward in faith. Forward in faith. Just to give you a little bit of history, we birthed the church with just a few when I was 32 years old. We have been the lead pastors for 32 years. Figure out our age. Here we go, my age, okay? <laughs> Where does time... I'm not telling my way. <laughs> we saw a post that Jeannie Ware sent out. She said, now, sisters, remember when you get on the scale, you have the full armor of God on, and that thing is heavy. <laughs> oh, that's great. If you don't laugh, you're in trouble. But... um. Where does time go? Very humble beginnings, those of you that were with us. I mean, you, you have nothing. I'm at this little rented spot. You pray in everything. And we started the nursery and children's class. And Jeanette would count if three kids or four. And then we'd have to run over to Kroger's with our pennies and run off copies on their machine. I mean, it, it was just humble, fun beginnings. That Yeah, it was all good, really, really good. And when the Lord took me on this early morning journey, he was also taking others. He's taking many of you, but particularly Chris Edwards on this early morning journey. Listen, none of us are a completed project. And don't you dare box yourself in or anyone else. And everybody says we're all a project in in process. And I could see something in the spirit so powerful about what the Lord was doing. You know, I've always held, and I want to encourage you, whatever you do in the Lord, you, you hold it with an open hand or hands. I can't do it and hold the mic, but open hand or hands. You are a steward. I am a steward. We own nothing. We own nothing. God owns it all. I see pastors, even Christians, mess up when they look at their function in the body of Christ, our function in ministry 
higher than their identity. My identity is I'm a child of God. You are a child of God. Now, I function as a pastor. I love it. I will always love it. I'm still doing it. I always will do that, okay? So just rest assured. I love it, but my identity is it. Because if you don't know your identity, you try to draw attention to yourself. You really do, and you can tell when someone is doing that. You don't need to draw attention to yourself if, if you're secure in your identity. All of you can see the growing anointing and calling on Chris and Chrissy. You comment, comment it to me all the time, okay? You, you tell me, and I go, I know, I know. I'm like a proud papa. And so I began asking God, is this the legacy plan for victory? So Chris and I began taking uh, time, just extended time to talk, pray, <laughs> dream, think. Um, wow. And I began giving him assignments, you know, it's amazing. People say, oh, I want you to speak into my life, Brother Mark, until you speak into their life, and then they're mad at you. I mean, it's amazing. You try to help someone and tell something and help them, and then they turn or run or leave because you corrected them a little bit. And uh, I always do it in love, but it's amazing how people don't really mean what they mean. But Chris meant it. He said about two years ago, I want you to speak. I said, all right, buckle your seatbelt, brother. And I gave him some tough assignments, and he has passed everyone with flying colors. So let's give him a hand clap. Uh, yeah. His growth in the Word, his growth in his teaching. I mean, he comes to the office, and he starts telling me what he's studying, what the Lord's revealed to him. And I'm just going, you know, it's just like awesome. His men's class, men, if you've not been in it on Wednesday night, you're missing out, okay? Marriage makers. Our encounter services, please come to an encounter service sometimes. They're once a month on a Saturday. It's not a regular church service. It's just a, a Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled time to worship, and then let's, let the gifts flow, and let's pray for one another. It's so powerful. Chrissy, with the ladies and marriage makers, their communication, their love for the Lord, their love for all of you, because that is, if you don't love people, what are you doing? Everybody say, i got to love people. And their love for all of us and for all, everyone here. So we have been on a two-year journey of confirmation for what this may look like. And that some of you are new to the church and, and all. And listen, just hanging with me. This is all very, very good. Uh, this has not been anything we have rushed into at all. Okay? My overseers have been involved in this. I sent Chris down to my pastor last year for four months. He was going back and forth, going through a college curriculum with Brother Larry, and Brother Larry spent awesome a lot of time with Chris. Mike Ware, if you remember, he was here last summer. He came in just because I asked him to. He spoke, but he came to spend time with Chris. So I have had, Jeff hasn't been down yet, but he will be in, in May. But um, this is something we have prayed, and we know. So on May 15th, everybody say May 15th. With the blessing of our overseers who've been involved, my children who are ecstatic, they're just ecstatic. Our, our team, our family, I don't like using the word staff, really. We're just family, okay? Everyone that you see up here that does anything, our trustees, Brother Chris is going to be the lead pastor. Let's give him and Christy a hand clap. Come on, let's do it. Yay! Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not retiring, I'm not sick, I'm not dying, I'm not depressed, I'm not, 
I'm not selling our house. We've had several people. Are you selling? No, we're here. Uh, we're here. See, many of you have not seen this done right. That, that's the issue, okay? You just haven't seen this done right. I'm here, okay? We're going to kind of change roles in a way. And, um, and I'll share more of what I will even be doing. What else would I say? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to any other church. You're my family. This is where Jeanette and I tithe our first fruits. This is where we give our offerings through the house of God here, okay? Uh, my responsibilities will change, obviously, but I'm here. And whatever Brother Chris wants me to do, I mean, you know, I teach on Wednesday night. <clears throat> you know, I have prayer on Monday morning. I just have a remnant group come pray with me. Seven o'clock. It's great. There are things that I do besides just the Sunday morning. Uh, we're wanting to develop some new leadership direction with classes and cell groups. I'll, uh, Chris and I will be working on that. The staff will be working on all that together. Occasionally, I'll, you know, speak whenever Brother Chris needs a break. You know, I'm here. I'm here. This is where I'm at. Okay? You need to understand when you're the lead pastor, there's a mantle and there's a weight. There is a weight. I don't know how to explain it. It's not a bad weight. It's, it's a yoke. And there's a weight that's going to fall on Chris on May 15th. He's excited. Okay, you, you need to know this. Some of you know I currently have numerous responsibilities and things pulling at me that I know I'm supposed to help as a representative from the church here. Okay, I'm an overseer at 12 different churches across America. And I'm either trying to go to them each year, and I only miss a few Sundays a year, so I go during the week. They call constantly. I'm pouring into these men. Most of them are younger. Uh, it's, it's awesome. If you make a pastor better, you make a congregation better, okay? So I have that. I have my local pastors group that I've been working on for 12 years. I'm trying to bring the pastors of this region together. We had a breakfast Thursday, and, and Guy, you were able to be there too, and because uh, we headed over at the school, and we had right at 40 pastors from, from the area there, and every denomination, yeah, let's give the Lord praise. If they all came, there'd be like 70 or 80 that, that uh, participate, um, and then afterwards, this one, Mark, can I get with you? Can you help me with this? Can you, and so there, I'm trying to pour into our area pastors because we're not in competition, Okay? We don't compete. We help complete one another. And, and it's a wonderful thing, but it takes time. Okay? The Kentucky Prayer Focus, and I have not been able to give that as much attention as I like, but you know we've done the Bible reading marathon, all this stuff, and the different prayer networks are constantly calling, Mark, can you, would you, couldn't, and I just can't right now. Um, Significant Church with Jim Graff. I've done two webinars just this month with him, and there's more he's wanting to do. Brother Larry's calling me. I've got plans for your life. I'll go, oh, Jesus, help me, you know, because he's my pastor. Uh, so whenever Brother Larry or Brother Chris asks for anything, the answer is yes. That's just it. Yes. Huh? Does it work for me? No. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, come on. I love it. It's great. Um, so I need from my family your blessing and covering to really expand spiritual wings and go out and represent the church more if we're not here we're in the house of god somewhere ministering or encouraging and if we're not doing that we're right here 
We don't lay around the house on a Sunday. We don't go to the lake. We don't go shopping. We don't get up and decide if we want to go to church. We go to church. You go to church. Everybody say, I'm at the house of God. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, I have not had the opportunity to be with my children in their prospective ministries ever on a Sunday morning. And, you know, they're all in ministry and preaching and worship. And, you know, uh, they're after. Dad, come. I go, I want to. I just have not been able to do that. I'm going to do that occasionally now. My grandkids, you saw we dedicated some of them Sunday. I hadn't seen them in over three months, and they only live two hours away. That's not good. It's not good. Um, and, and they can't come here with all their responsibilities and work. We're going to go see our grandkids some, okay, and, and be with them a little more time. We want to have an active role in their life more than we do right now. So I, with your eyes of faith, I want you to see what I'm communicating I know some people love change. Some people, it's harder. This is not a leaving or a breaking. This is all expansion. Uh, that's how I need you to see it. It's all expansion. With this transition, victory is going to go to a higher level than you've ever seen before. And, and Brother Chris will share something next week that a door's already open that's unbelievable for an outreach that will be taking place in September. Unbelievable. But he'll tell you about that, not me. Um, I want you to see today what I see. You know, Chris and Chrissy will stand on the foundation laid. They're going to take it much further. I'll be going out more, expanding the kingdom of victory, hopefully, in different places, and even other countries. Rick Martin already told me, you're coming to Egypt in, Jan- in July. I said, okay, you know, just. And then Guy said, where am I going, Guy? Where did you, where did you tell me I've got to come now? El Paso. Okay, so I've got to go there because and, and, that's where he's going to be. They're expanding as well. Um, it's just good. Our DNA will be the same here because of Chris and Chrissy. It's just going to expand. It's just going to grow. I've had the privilege of seeing this done correctly. I know many of you maybe have horror stories, but Brother Larry, all the presbyters will be here with their wives, overseers. You don't always see them, but we're in constant contact it's a wonderful feature of our church and other churches around the country. Brother Larry, who'll do most of the speaking, he made this transition when he was 58. He's now 69. He's still in his church. He still preaches. He teaches, but he goes and comes. He's raised up Pastors University, which was what Chris went through. And it's just a wonderful example. You're going to see the church flourish. So after 32 years, I've had the leading of the Lord, the nudge. We've been talking about the nudge as we've been sharing on Sunday mornings, the still small voice of God. It's time to let the next generation of leaders rise up and lead in the future. Are you with me? Okay. I knew in my spirit about five years ago I would be in my mid-60s when this would happen. I knew it. Jeanette and I were talking about it. I didn't know how. I, wouldn't look. I was having a blast. I'm still having a blast. Did, did I tell you I'm not retiring? I'm not sick. I'm not dying. Uh, everything's great, okay? Uh, I just knew in my spirit. I just didn't know how. I was just enjoying everything going on. Actually, I will probably have more time to connect with you even. Um, whether you know it or not, for a Sunday morning, whether it's me or whoever or Chris, that's 20 hours of preparation, church. 20 hours to study, to write, 
put it together, get the presentation ready. It, it's 20 hours. And, uh, you know, most of you would probably work a 40-hour week, so that's half of it just for this. And I, I love it. I still love it. Chris loves it. Thank God, because I told him, I said, you better love studying or you ain't the man. <laughs> and he loves studying. He loves it extremely well. So God seasons. God does things in movement. I have no option to follow the new season that is beginning to expand for the church. The same DNA, same focus, just a different leader in front leading us are to disobey the Lord. Okay? Pastor Chris will need your love. And Chrissy, your love, your encouragement, your prayers. We still need it. <laughs> to be ready, like I said, it's a lot of work. It's all good. He wants to know your heart like I want to know your heart. He's saying, I'm having so much fun running around and talking to everybody. I said, that's what a pastor does. He wants to know your life, okay? Um, you know, don't overwhelm him at first. I'm going to try to pr protect and do a lot of the Martha things so that he doesn't have to, so he's ready for the weekend and just have time then to get to know you. Just trust this new move of God. Um, we have been using the last year and a half since we paid everything off. Let's thank the Lord we're out of debt. Come on, let's do it again. Um, we've been trying to work on, you know, computers and lights and live streaming. We've got more changes even coming for live streaming so that we can incorporate our praise and worship. Okay, we've got the equipment in, and it's paid for. Let's thank God for that as well. So uh, Chris Burnett and Devin, they'll be working on that. That's going to be part of our live streaming security systems, the parking lot redone, the playground fix, the, you know, the flagpoles, just trying to work on some things, bringing the property up to a higher standard. There's still more we're doing. Get ready to work on that kitchen down below and help it out. And um, then the coffee station is going to be redone probably by fall, just things that we need to do. So a new season has come for Victory Christian Fellowship. It's a new season. It's God's movement. And we are all in that movement together. So give yourself a hand clap. You know, I realize that I'd be naive or of me or anyone to think they, they can completely fulfill a vision. Okay? Jesus didn't completely fulfill a vision. He just completed obedience. Even death on the cross. And then put in trust to 12. You know, they were kind of motley crew, weren't they? You know? Now, Chris isn't that motley. I'm just using that as an illustration. <laughs> uh, but, but even Jesus had to be willing in obedience to step to the side for the next group to lead. A real leader has to think beyond his lifetime, her lifetime. Destiny forces you to think of your life. I think of my mortality. I am not afraid of it. And if you are, we're going to pray with you at the end of service because Brother Chris does an awesome job leading people to Christ. True success is raising up a successor. That has to happen. So I see myself as a foundational legacy leader because I'm positioning this foundation now for you and others to build on, even as I continue with us all just in a new role. Did I tell you I'm right here? I'm not going anywhere. Okay. So don't leave here and say, Brother Mark's retiring. I'm not retiring. I'm refiring. Okay. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm moving towards something. I know it. 
everywhere I go, I get these prophetic words. And so if I don't follow through, then I'm hindering the Lord, you know, and, and, and for Jeanette as well. You never move towards something without taking a step. I've had the privilege to be called by God to carry the baton. You know, relay race, one person doesn't do it all. Carry the baton for a while. We're handing it to Chris and Chrissy, but we're all in the race together. So when you finish a relay, everyone who's involved, everybody's winners. Everybody's a winner. That's a relay. Um, this family team, I tell you what, they're so strong. I tell you, you are blessed. We are blessed. The the unity, the joy, um, you know, our, I hate to call them even staff meetings, our family meetings, we laugh, we pray, the faith they have, the things that are on their heart. I mean, even last night, I know the, the teenagers met with uh, Ryan and Auburn. They did a glow-in-the-dark thing, and they I don't know how many teens they have, but they're building relationship, and then they hit them with truth. Isn't that great? Just so, so good. Um, one of my major roles over the past two years has just been to pour into Chris and Chrissy what is needed so this transfer can take place so smoothly and all of us grab a hold. Watch. You watch after three months. Are you with me? Yeah, oh, I know you are, but <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Okay. I'm just I'm saying it encourage. You watch what the Lord's going to do when you just close your eyes by faith and see what the Lord is going to do. Okay. When we planted the church with its spiritual covering, we still have. It's always in my heart. The church and ministry outlive us and go further in accomplishing God's expansion here and abroad. You know, we've helped churches get planted, missions. I mean, it, it's awesome what the Lord has done. I expect the church to continue in perpetuity. How do you like my big word there? Until Christ returns. She's trying to find it. It's right there. Okay. <laughs> I'll believe we're going to all walk with more purpose, passion, enthusiasm. Now, listen, I have 100% confidence in Brother Chris's calling, Miss Chrissy, their calling, their anointing, their leadership, and something very important to me, accuracy in the word. Accuracy in the word. Because when you come, you're going to get a balanced diet of something you can leave and apply in your life. Because if you can't apply, what's, what's the use of it that you can apply? You know, Paul had a Timothy. Let me read. I'm almost finished. I want Jeanette to share. Then Chris and Chrissy will come up. I'm reading from Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 19. And because my eyes are 64, hold on. Here we go. I hope in the Lord. Here, here's Paul writing. I hope in the Lord to send Timothy to you soon that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. In chapter 1, he's talking about his chains. He couldn't go. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. You know, and it, every service, Chris goes, I see what you see. I love these people. I love them. I said, thank you. That's what a pastor does. That's what you do. Praise God. Verse 22. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. You know, son in gospel. All of us have spiritual children. If not, be raising them up. Literal children, raise them up. Um, 
your greatest joy, it's not what you do, but what God does through you watching someone else do it. Amen? That's what parents want for their children, grandparents. So write these dates down at the end. Brother Chris will bring it up on the screen. Saturday, May 14th. Everybody say May 14th. We're going to have a 32-year celebration service right in here. Again, all my presbyters, their wives, invite the community. Just celebrating what the Lord has done for 32 years. We're going to have cakes everywhere, catering food out there. It's going to be a blast. We're going to make it just a joyful time to celebrate together and even explain more so people can see something right. And then the next day on Sunday, the May 15th, will be the actual transition service, and then we'll set Chris and Chrissy in, and presbyters and everyone will be here. Amen? All right. I want my wife to share. We have been given a gift, and I didn't even realize it till um, I got into, I don't know, one day I finally realized it. We've been given a gift to see how things work correctly. And so because of our heritage and in blessing that God gave us. We've seen church work right. We've seen it go from generation to generation like it's supposed to. And I, when the more I got involved with other pastor's wives, I recognized that that was a gift God had given us. And so he's given us this as a church. Now, a word that I have heard in my heart that I want to share with you is the word stewardship. As a parent, when I dedicate my child to God, please hear me, parents, I do not have an agenda for them. I am listening to Father God on how to raise that child. You're not smart enough, just so you know, parent. I'm not smart enough to know exactly what my child needs. And so I, I'm constantly listening. I'm constantly praying. And I'm constantly looking for what God has for my child. Well, when you pastor, it's the same thing. It's not like I have an agenda of what I'm going to do. You're constantly listening, and you're constantly hearing the Holy Spirit. That's why sometimes you'll come up to me and you'll say, why did you do that? I'm listening I'm to the best of my ability, or I'm, I believe in you because God has said there's something in you. And so this is how we pastor. And so this is part of the steps of what we are going to be doing. And again, um, we're not going anywhere. I'm still going to be over the nursery. I'm still over the prayer team. But we are able then to be a little bit freer. There's some things. It, God is so good. I've had a prophetic word probably three or four times about how I'm to write. Well, that's nice. I mean, you know. I, I never paid attention. I really knew there was a call in my life, but I was going to be Catherine Kuhlman and not a typist. You know what I'm saying? And, so I just, and for those of you who do not know who Catherine Kuhlman is, she's this mighty, wonderful, working woman that I just thought was, was it. You know, So I never paid attention to what I thought I needed to do, and I realized, you know, God wants me to write, so I'm going to have to take some time to do that. And I find it interesting that God has sent us some people that that's, I mean, they're right across the street. They're in old R.B. Griffin's mother's old house. That's where they live now. And it's, they come and go. It's an Airbnb. But they, they just have, they just have, God's called us here and, and to the hub, excuse me, hub of the universe, Somerset, Kentucky. Y'all laughed at me when I would say that years ago. Now I'm looking smart, but it was because the Holy Spirit had that word over our church family. 
So anyway, I, we're trying to show you how to do this to the best of our ability. I'm listening. I'm moving forward. I, you know, I always was creative. I was horrible in English because I really didn't care about it. You know, it was like, you know, I'd rather study history. So I'm going to have to work at it, but I'm going to be obedient because when I stand before Jesus, I want to say, well done. You did what I asked you to do, and I want to challenge us. Are we doing what he's asking us to do? Are we doing it? You can do it. I know you can. If God uses me, he can use anybody. So I just want to challenge you with that. Come on, let's give her a hand clap. Isn't that good? That's awesome. Did I tell you we're not moving and I'm not retiring and I'm not sick and I'm not dying and I'm not depressed? It's just the exciting time for all of us to stretch and go to new phases. Let's welcome Brother Chris and Miss Chrissy. Get my technology uh, going here. That's right. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? My heart is full, family. I'm telling you, my heart is full. And this first day on this moment, here's what we're always going to do in this house. Something that we're going to continue is we're going to honor Jesus. So I want everybody to give Jesus a big hand clap in this house. Come on, family. Come on. Lord Jesus, you are in charge. We follow you every step of the way. And here's something that we're always, always, always going to do. We're going to give honor where honor is due. I want all of you to stand up in this house. And I want you to give Pastor Mark and Miss Jeanette Harold the biggest hand clap. Yep, sorry, you're not going to like it. I know, I know, I know you're not going to like that. I might get in trouble. I know. But it's worth it. It's okay. It's all right. The reason that I, that I did that is because, church family, we, we are all here today in this house, God's house, because a man and his wife listened to the voice of the Lord, packed up their family, and came here to this town. My, my kids go to a school right, right down the street there. And the reason that it's here is because a man and his wife listened to the voice of the Lord and came here to the hub of the universe, and they have planted their lives here. And the foundation of this house is immovable. It is unbreakable. It is solid, and we are all a part of what God is going to continue to build on that foundation right there. And, and I want to, I have something really that the Lord gave me uh, last night to share with you. I'm going to kind of wrap what's going on in a, in a story from the Old Testament. But I want my lovely wife to share for a moment and greet you guys. Let's give Miss Chrissy a big hand clap. All right. Everybody okay? Everybody all right? Good. Give you a minute to put the jaw back up. <laughs> but this is a good thing. A little bit um, about us, if you don't know us very well. Um, gosh, we've been here since 1997, Chris and I actually got married in this very spot 22 years ago. And so our roots run deep here, okay? We, we have seen many people come and go and come back and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the, but the Lord has called us over in our 20s and our 30s and now uh, mid-40s to remain 
He said, remain here. And there is something holy and there is something sacred in the waiting. When you, and there's many lessons, many tests. And, and so whatever reason, the Lord had us to remain here. And so we are thrilled and honored and very, very humbled uh, to be before you. And we're excited to be an additive in the expansion of what is what is has been done and God is doing in this house. So we are thrilled about that. You know, uh, the Lord in processing over time, um, God has given me something to hold on to. Um, and if you have ever been newly new parents and, you know, you're expecting your first child, you kind of have an idea of, you know, what it's like to be tired or what to expect or, you know, things like that. But you really don't know until that, that child comes. You're like, I have a whole new revelation. And so, you know, we're just praying through that transition. We know that people, you know, our change can be a little sketchy or awkward at times. And we just want to encourage you to, hey, we're here for a conversation. Please know that we're approachable. Let's, let's chat about it, you know, and, and get through it. But I am just thrilled for Pastor Mark and Miss Jeanette to, to I really feel like the Lord is um, allowing them to step into a, the ministry of availability, the ministry of availability to their, their children, their grandchildren, but just all that they are called to do that he shared. So I'm, I'm thrilled for them and excited in that aspect, too. So, But we're here. We're for you. We, we ain't going nowhere. We've, we're invested. So we're, we're excited. We're excited. Amen. Let's give the Lord Jesus one more big hand clap. Amen. Uh, church family, I just want to be honest with you. Look, I just love the attitude of this day. It is This is a family day. This is family time. And you, you could sense that from the moment that I pulled on the property today. And my heart is so full. And as Pastor Mark has taught me, I have a track to go by so I get everything in. I won't go off track too far. But uh, <laughs> he'll rein me back in. <laughs> but listen, this is from my heart today. Has anybody ever heard the phrase, or maybe even you've said this phrase, I need to find my calling? Ever heard that? We've all had that, you know. Anybody ever struggled with that, really? Be honest, sure. Find your calling. You struggle with that sometimes. I, I did too as well. You know, I was here on church staff, but even in that, I was still struggling with, with finding my calling or really functioning in it in rhyme and reason until about February, March of 2020. And I won't go into all that what happened. Y'all know what happened. You know what went on in the world. You know how everything began to move around. That time frame was right at the beginning of some major world events, some things going on that affected all of us. Amen? We've all been affected by that. And at that time, the Lord began to reveal to me details about my calling and what he was preparing me to do. The first thing the Lord said to me as I postured myself, not in a position of fear, but in the position of, Lord, what do you want? As I saw everything in chaos, that was an indicator to me, God's up to something. And it arrested my attention, it arrested my heart, it arrested my thoughts. And I began to say, Lord, lead me. You've got to come to a point where you say, Lord, you lead me. And as the Lord began to reveal things to me specifically, the first thing that he said to me was stop running around looking for your calling. Stop that. 
He said, recognize where I have placed you. He said, understand the season that you're in. It's a season of change. To everything, there is a season, correct? Heard that from Scripture. It's a season of change. 2020 was the year God stepped in and sovereignly began to move the chess pieces around. Some of you are sitting in here today because you are a chess piece that God has moved around. Some of you have come from across the country. Some of you have come from way, way, way far away. And I've had lunch with you, and I've asked you, why are you here? You don't have a definite answer, but yet you know the Lord is leading, and he shifted the chess pieces. That's what was going on. The Lord specifically began to say to me, listen to this, you'll get your mind right and serve the purpose of the season that you're in. You don't have to find your calling. Your calling will find you. And as I began to apply that, here's what I knew. I knew that I had to give myself fully to the vision that I'm serving under. Fully give myself to it. You heard Pastor Mark reference to the time when I came in and I just took my life in a five-gallon bucket, poured it out on the desk, and I said, now pick the chunks out, Dad. Because I knew that's what I had to do to get to where God wanted me to go. If you'll get your mind right, serve the purpose, calling will find you. I knew I had to give myself to the vision. And then as I did that, he would give me vision for the next forward in faith step that I was called to take, which is all of us together. And listen to this, find your calling, that is a cultural concept, not a biblical concept. Let me say it again, it's a cultural thing, not a biblical thing. And I asked God to really show me this in Scripture, because let me tell you something. There is an individual, a Scripture, a thought, a story in Scripture that will mirror your life when you go searching for it. Old Testament, at times I've struggled with that. But as I have given myself to the vision, as I have said, lead Holy Spirit, I see my life instances in Old Testament stories. What a great foreshadowing. What a great somebody's already walked through it. I said, God, show me this. Teach me. Show me. And today I want to give it to you. The Lord immediately took me to 1 Samuel chapter 3 to begin to explain all of this to me. It's a little chunky, it's a little thick, but I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going to pull a few things out, okay? Are you ready for this? Listen, 1 Samuel chapter 3, we'll start in verse 1. It says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord, even what I was doing, under Eli. Let me make a statement right there. Before the Lord can put you over, you have to get under. There's the hitch and the giddy-up in some people's life. They're not willing to get under. How much more can I get under is what I began to say to myself. Because the truth of the matter is, before the Lord can put you over, you have to go under. And there's got to be a point where it becomes less of me and more of him. Let me go on. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There was not many visions. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. There's always vision if you're looking for it. And Samuel was laying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Verse 4, the Lord called Samuel. But Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lay down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you, you called me again. 
My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lay down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. He hadn't yet received his instruction nor his vision, so he ran to familiar and comfort to try to get it just as I had done. This is, this, is, this is so close to me. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized. Pastor Mark, things are going on. This is going on. Then my pastor realized. That's why the Lord says, Get under, because they can see things you can't see. Who is your life submitted to? What vision are you serving in? Because it'll help you discover who you are. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go lay down. And if he, when he calls you again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came, listen to this, stood there calling as at the other times. The Lord is always there calling. Question is, are you listening? He's always there calling. That's what he was doing in my life. Standing there is always calling as he was at the other time. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, your servant is listening. I love the message translation in this. It says, your servant is ready to listen. I had to get in a position where I was ready to listen. Are you ready to listen? I just posed that question to you. And listen to what the Lord said when he was ready to listen. And the Lord said to Samuel, see. What does that, what does that sound like? Vision. Once you listen, you can see. Once I began to listen, I began to see. You talk about encouragement. Open your ears up. It's not so much an eye issue as it, an, as it is an ear issue. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel. Every time Israel is mentioned, what is that? The people of God. Come on. I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. That's what I want. But I want to get down low so he can be exalted. Jesus can be exalted once you listen. So let me just tie it this way. Four things that Samuel and Chris recognized from these verses. Put myself in there. I mean, really. Number one, you recognize people don't call you. God does. Pastor Mark did not call me to this. Pastor Mark recognized what's going on in this. And we walked this out together. When I felt like, let me just give you some story. When I felt like this was happening, I told the Lord, I said, you must tell my pastor. Because I had no, I didn't start out thinking, well, this is the end of where I, I just started to say yes. And said, Lord, position me. And as the Lord began to reveal things to me, I opened my life up to my pastor. And we have seen God do this. This is not man orchestrated. The only possible way that somebody could, could follow that is that it has to be God. Somebody said, those are big shoes to fill. Cannot fill those shoes, not even going to try. I have to bring mine that he helps me walk in. 
and continues to help me walk in. So four things. Number one, you recognize people don't call you. God does. You recognize who's calling. The Lord was calling Samuel. The Lord was calling me. The Lord was calling me. <laughs> the Lord was calling me. And you recognize, as I recognize, as, as Samuel did, the Lord was always there calling. So many times you tried to tell me this one in and out the other. How many times? I'm so sorry. I apologize in front of everybody. <laughs> but I'm serious about that. The Lord was always there calling. Came here in 1997. That's when I came on staff here. Get hit with a two before. Boom. What am I doing? Where am I going? Training, teaching, listening half the time. Maybe not. But 97 was one time when God initially called. And, and just, you may not remember this, but I had an, another initial wake-up opportunity in about 2012 when we really started the men's ministry, when we really took marriage makers, began to take it places in the cafe, in the conference room. Sometimes on Wednesday nights, we'd have lost guys come in there, been on drugs. Tuesday, come in on Wednesday, get saved, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in one shot. Yeah, that happened on this property. Some of you guys were in there. You remember what it was like? bunch of guys roll in and been all up in trouble the Tuesday and Wednesday full of the Holy Ghost and you say brother he's praying in his prayer language you say when did you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he's what's that I mean you know I mean seriously but you know what it was about I let it it's about me the Lord had to move on because I wasn't ready to move with him at that time something else I recognized in all that as as he did, as Samuel did, his, his position. Samuel said, your servant is listening. What does a servant, how does a servant posture himself? Right here. I want to stay here. I'm going to stay here for you. It's amazing how Jesus, when he went in the room, said, I want to be like, the guy back at the door washing everybody's feet. That's, that's my example to you guys, the disciples. The guy back at the door washing the feet, that was the one that nobody even would really physically look at. Jesus said, now look, I'm going to tell, tell you how to do this. Get your towel. Get your water. Follow my example. I'm going to wash your feet. Who does that? I'll tell you, this house does. That's what they've done. That's what they've done. Recognize his position. Your servant is listening. Listen to this, Matthew 23, 11 and 12. Message translation. I love that one. Do you want to stand out? Then step down. Be a servant. If you puff yourself up, you'll get the wind knocked out of you. But if you're content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. That's us. We're going to serve. Our lives are going to count for plenty. So as Samuel recognized four things about his surroundings and what was going on and what God was saying, here's four things that I've recognized in my pastor, in my pastors, I'll give you four things that I've recognized in them that we will continue in this house. Can I have an amen for that? You know as well as I do that a pillar of stability is who Pastor Mark and Miss Jeanette are. Think about it throughout the years. Stability like nothing I've ever seen before. Always constant. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says this in the Amplified Bible. 
Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed. That's what they have done to help build this foundation that we're going to continue doing more than is needed, being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion, oh my goodness, in the Lord is not futile nor wasted. It is never without purpose. Everybody say stability. Something else I've seen and grown in and, and really thought, wow, something called consistency. Everybody say consistency. You can set your watch. You know that every Sunday you're going to come in here and get a word that is applicable, can be applied to your life, and you can walk out and put it, in, put it into use. Consistency every Sunday. I love this scripture, Colossians 3, 23 and 24 in the voice translation. It says, so no matter what your task is, work hard. Always do your best. They have always given us their best. There has been Sundays when, when I know he physically did not feel well, but no one knew it, and he still stood here and gave his best. That is going to continue in this house. We are all giving our best because those that have led us to this point have always given their best. So we will continue that. The third thing is care for God's people. I mean, come on. Who comes to visit you at the hospital every single day? Pastor Mark did. Some of you, every day, every day come visit you. I have learned that and, and, and begin to apply that like never before because what an example we have of true care for God's people. Titus 2, 7 and 8 in the Amplified says this, In all things show yourself to be an example of good works with purity and doctrine, having the strictest regard for integrity and truth. My goodness. Dignified, sound, and beyond reproach in instruction. Every, talk about being, being correct in Scripture. That's what we've had for 32 years. Sound teaching. Solid from the Word of God. You know it is. That's why we're here. Because it's truth and it's right and it's online and it's on time. That will continue in this house. I'm got to finish that scripture. Sound beyond reproach and instruction so that the opponent of the faith will be shamed having nothing bad to say about us. Come on now. Come on now. That's the truth. Nothing bad to say about us. Why? We're speaking truth from the word of God. What an example we've had for 32 years of that power. And the fourth thing, love for Jesus. I'm talking about a love for Jesus that is second to none. I guess that's, I can say that. I'm talking about love for the love of Jesus. I mean, think about it. Just, you love him so much that you do, you give, you serve, because he, he is the center of it all. He is the reason. He's the reason. I love that series, The Chosen, where first episode, the very end of it, Jesus comes running after Mary, and he says, Mary, I know your name. You are mine. That's who I want to serve because he knows my name. He knows your name. He knows who you are. He knows what's going on. We should be willing to lay it all down for Jesus. He's it. He's the reason 
This is. He's the reason that we are. He's going to be exalted on the platform that we have. Oh, my goodness, you better hang on because we're about to be some, about some Jesus big time. Yes, I know that was all over the place, but that's okay. Jesus is going to shine big from this place. Love for Jesus. Got to read this scripture, Luke 10, 27. New American Standard says, And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. We're going to reach people with the love of Jesus because we've had such an example of it for 32 years. It's about to all go to another level. And the last scripture I'm going to read to you. Remember a message I did a couple weeks ago talking about practice? Do y'all remember that? Listen to what the Lord gave me to kind of tie a bow around this. It's 2 Peter 1.10. Now, remember all the things that I told you that I recognized. Stability, consistency, care for God's people, love for Jesus. Here's what the Lord says to all of us. Therefore, brothers and sisters... 2 Peter 1.10 ESV. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. We're going to continue to practice these qualities. And this house will stand till Jesus comes. Always, always, always. Come on, everybody stand up all over the house. Stand up all over the house. Mm. I just feel like I need to just do this, and I'm going to call Pastor Mark up. Father, I thank you today. Yeah, Chris, you guys can come on up. Father, I thank you that in this house today, Father, even our pastor said a historical day. Yes, it is. A day of, really, even as we said earlier this morning, stepping forward, yes, but all the while, stepping to the side, Lord, to allow you, King Jesus, to step in the center of everything that we do. Lord, what a, what a foundation that we have. Father, what a call we have. What a mission we have in the days ahead. Lord Jesus, we love you. We serve you. We recognize our position. We give you everything. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Church, Christian, I love you. Can't wait to serve with you in the days ahead. Pastor Mark. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hey, bring up those dates. Just mark your calendars, please communicate to people. Didn't they do great? Can you see what we're seeing? I mean, need you to see. It's awesome. It's awesome. Just remain standing. Wow. We're all going forward in faith. You have to be willing to take steps. And we'll be challenging you to take steps in areas of ministry and serving ministry, all that, because that's where you find yourself. This has been a journey. And it's been so much fun. The peace that we have is just, wow, overwhelming. Just overwhelming. I'm going to ask ministry team, come on down. You need prayer. You need some agreement on something. They're going to be right here. 
Griff, lead us in a song, and then Chris will close it. Next week, Chris will expand a little bit more on some vision. I want you to hear it. Two weeks from today is Palm Sunday. I'll speak then. We're going to have communion. We're preparing. We have a wonderful Easter drama play, singing, choir, kids, Good Friday service, Easter service. That's three weeks from today. Great things right in front of us. So keep that all in your heart. Come on, everybody, just bow your heads. You know, we're talking about family today. <laughs> talking about stepping with the Holy Spirit in line. And, you know, you, you may have come in here today, and I see I even see some people already praying with people. Look at that chain reaction prayer going on even now because that's who we are. You know, first of all, you may be going through a tough situation in your life right now. You know, some things may be changing in your life, and you weren't fully prepared for the changes. If you would like to have someone pray over you with some changes even going on in your life right now, come on, step on down here. We've got a ministry team here that's ready to pray for you if any things are shifting around in your life. Or maybe even you've heard the Lord calling you you finally recognize who it is and what you're to do, and you want some prayer of agreement with that. Come on down front. We've got some folks that would love to pray for you. But the biggest question of the day, yeah, there you are. Come on down. Come on down. That's good. Biggest question of the day. Have you bowed your knee to Jesus? Have you put your hand in his hand? Have you said, yes, Lord, oh my goodness, that was you calling me when I was 12. Lord, that was you calling me when I was in high school. Lord, that was you calling me my freshman year in college. Even you online, the Lord is calling you today to jump into his family. Have you done that? I'm going to give you an opportunity because I love doing that. If you're in this house or you're watching online and you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I just want you to raise your hand and wave at me. You're in this house today. You need, there's one, there's two. Anybody else? Anybody else? You, you know that you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You know the reason you're here today is because you need to put your hand in his hand because he's getting ready to change everything about your situation. You just give him your life. You give him your hand. Anybody else? I've seen two. Anybody else? You need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Yeah, there's one. There's one right, another one right there in the back. There's three. Come on, y'all. This is what it's all about. Even you online, I feel, I feel prompt to say this. You online, you're waving at me. I can't see you, but you can see me. You're in this thing. Anybody else that we're going to pray, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You need to say yes to him calling you today. Anyone else? And we're going to pray in Jesus' name. Everybody pray this out loud to where your own ears can hear it. Say, Lord Jesus, today I hear you calling and I say yes. Come into my heart. Change my life. Forgive me of my sins. I'm yours. I'm following you. I love you, Jesus, with all my heart, with all my mind with all my soul. Thank you for saving me. Let's give Jesus a big hand clap all over the house. Love you.